Uh, yes, it is Friday morning, and don't forget, giveaway Friday for us on the show. We still have a bunch of pairs of tickets to the Whitecaps to give away. We've got a $149 gift card to save on foods to give away. We've got our Name That News quiz coming up, so stay tuned. Also, I know you want to stay tuned because right now we're talking to Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, let's start with the good news here because, you know, the cancer stories are the ones that have really gotten to me uh, over the last little while. If, if people are diagnosed with cancer, the diagnosis is hard enough, but to not get them care, to me, has been downright cruel. Yes. So we're getting a technical briefing at 9 o'clock this morning and then a press conference with uh, David Eby and Health Minister Adrian Dix. And what they appear to be getting ready to roll out is some remedies for cancer care in British Columbia. And you're right, there have been a lot of disturbing stories about this and wait lists and lack of care and people waiting too long for treatment. And it's contrary to British Columbia's reputation as having some of the best mm-hmm. cancer care in Canada. So the Premier's uh, the tech briefing and then the announcement today, I think what we're getting, Simi, is going to be using some of that surplus money, uh, put more resources into the system, all good news. And the other thing that's going on is that the government is kind of, and they do this now, budget day is Tuesday, but the government has so much news in the budget, they're worried that some of the big items will get lost in the coverage because, you know, for all kinds of reasons, there's so much stuff to keep track of. So they're putting out some of the good news ahead, and I think that's what we're getting this morning. Okay, so do we know what this might entail, like what they might be investing in here? I think there's been a couple of things that have been talked about. Uh, One is generally research, Uh, so there's been speculation that they might set up more money into a research fund controlled uh, by the universities that would allow more work going ahead. But I think we're going to get something more immediate this morning, which is staffing and resources to meet some of those wait yeah. lists head on. Uh, I think that's, that's the most pressing thing. That's the thing that's been most revealed in the coverage. You know, nobody should have to wait uh, for cancer treatment once they get a diagnosis. And that's just been the shocking thing yeah. about this, hasn't it? Yeah, and, it, and, and we've really fallen down on it. You know, the New Democrats can point to any number of things they've done in healthcare that are an improvement over the system they inherited, but it was pretty shocking when those stories started yeah. surfacing because, you, you know, as, as you know, Simi, we, British Columbia had a really good reputation yes, for cancer best. care. And, you know, uh, there were areas in the system where you'd be waiting and you might wait for a knee replacement. Uh, no fun if you're in pain or a hip replacement. No fun if you're in pain. But with cancer, uh, you the, under, the assumption was you get attention right away and it gets dealt with right away and you get the treatment right away. Right. Well, that hasn't been happening. And so I'm really looking forward to this announcement this morning, and I hope it is something substantial to help out uh, because I I think a lot of people would like to see that too. So that's good news. What about the bad news? Well, you know, the other thing the government does ahead of time, ahead of budget, is they sometimes put out the bad news ahead of time because they don't want the nasty news media during the budget lockup focusing on the bad news and reporting that first. So they figure, hey, we'll put it out ahead of time. It won't be a story by budget day. And we saw that yesterday afternoon. So oh, uh, even when they killed the plan to replace the Royal BC Museum, they left in place a plan to build a new building 
in a Victoria suburb to hire the museum's research and collections building. And that project has been behind schedule. Construction was supposed to start last summer. And there have been growing questions about whether or not it is behind schedule and over budget. Well, we got a press release yesterday confirming that it is indeed behind schedule, two years, not going to be open until 2026 now, and it is also over budget. But, Simi, it just won't surprise you, (laughs) even when reporting a budget overrun, the government cannot play it straight. So the press release yesterday said the new price is $270 million, and that's an increase of $45 million on the budget. Hmm? No, it isn't, Simi. <laughs> no, it isn't. The overrun is almost $100 million. It is 52%. And that those numbers, Simi, are from the government's own budget documents two years ago. They simply ignored Um, those budget documents. Here's what I don't understand about that one, (laughs) is that at this point, if you're already admitting this big budget overrun, and you're a day away, you're a couple days away, as you point out, from the budget, so this story is probably going to be forgotten about in a couple of days anyway. Why not not just say what the real number is? They're just incapable. (laughs) And and not just this government, right? I mean, we've gone through this with the, the new roof on BC Place on time and on budget. No, it wasn't. The second Vancouver Convention Center, Site C, I mean, you name, you name it. it, they always lowball how much the overrun is. And in this case, what they did, Simi, was there was an overrun in 2021. They just ignored that. They started with the second set of numbers, and they said, oh, well, we're only, you know, $45 million up on that. I mean, I agree with you. But, folks, this is one reason why every number they report on budget day has to be scrutinized closely because they just cannot play it straight on the issue of budget overruns. There are plenty of examples, not just under the NDP. You can go back to the Liberals. You can go back to the Socreds. Uh, It just seems to be something government can't bring itself to admit, which is to look the taxpayer straight in the eye and say, hey, we've had an overrun on the budget, and it's a big one. In this case, 52%. You know what also gets me about that is that if you were making these price comparisons or, or making these estimates during the pandemic, Everybody understands that prices went up. Everybody, it's happening to all of us trying to do a home renovation. We all know prices have gone up. So why not just say, listen, we're feeling the pain like everybody else? Well, you drill down, though, into the reasons and they fudge the reasons. Yes, there's inflation and yes, there's a shortage of workers and materials are more expensive and the contractors are coming in and they're saying, we're not going to bid that. We're going to bid what we think it'll cost to build it. But they also, and this is another thing government does, they change the scope of the project. So they, they... They have a business plan. They say this is what we're going to build. They go ahead and then go, oh, well, you know, let's make it a little bigger or a little fancier or whatever. They did that on the hospital, the College and District Hospital. Massive overrun because they also changed the scope. And this is another thing that government does. They, They hide their decision to sweeten and enrich the project and try to pass it off as, well, everybody knows there's inflation. <laughs> it just makes your job more interesting, right, Vaughn? Yeah, no, if, if, if they didn't do this kind of stuff, 
Simi, I would have fewer column topics. <laughs> you certainly would. Uh, Vaughn, thank you for that. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. That's Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. Uh, about that first item that we talked about, the cancer care announcement, keep listening today. Of course, we'll have those details. But as Vaughn mentioned, I think the technical briefing for that gets underway at 9 o'clock this morning. And I know a lot of families in British Columbia want to see that improvement happen. And honestly, it cannot happen soon enough. All right, as for us, we know Ukrainians are marking the grim first anniversary of the day that Russian military forces completely invaded their country. President Vladimir Zelensky recalled that time, that terror in a video address, also pledging to push for victory in 2023. And what was he saying there? Well, he was reminding Ukrainians of their strength, saying, we will defeat everyone because we are Ukraine. So how is Vancouver helping support those efforts there? We'll find out after the break. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.